This is the word God laid on my heart, Matthew chapter 8. I don't know if we even have anybody back there at the tech. Praise God, we, there's still people back there at the tech booth. <sighs> when he'd come to the other side, to the country of that, that city, I, can't, I ain't even going to pronounce it. There met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs exceedingly furious so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out saying, what have we to do with you, Jesus, son of God? Have you come here to torment us before our time? And now a good way off from there were a herd of many swine feeding. So the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. He said to them, Go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine, and suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. I want you to look at the reaction. Then those who kept them fled, and they went away into the city and told everything. Now, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. They told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Behold, the whole city, the whole city united, but not in a good way. The whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. Get out of here, Jesus. This is different. You're stirring it up. You're stirring it. It's, I don't want nothing to do with this. You turn the page to chapter 9. This is how Jesus responded. This is one continuous story right here. So he got into a boat. The crowd, the town ran him off. I don't want anything to do with this. So he got into a boat. He crossed over and came to his own city. And then behold, they brought him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw whose faith? Their faith. He didn't look at the paralytic and say, man, what kind of, what house? Look at your faith. He looked at his friends and he said, when he saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once, some of the scribes, some of the religious people, some of the naysayers, some of the critics said within themselves, This man blasphemes. This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or say, arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to, to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now look at the reaction here. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled, and they glorified God, who had given so much power to men. Be seated just for a moment. Do you mind just giving me a synth or something behind me? 
Y'all can sit down on the platform or sit down in the chair. It don't matter. I think we're past formalities at this point. Amen. I want you to notice something here. I want to share with you for a few moments a thought of reaction to revival. Revival broke out in both of these cities. Jesus came and manifested in power and authority. The first city he came, he was met with two demon-possessed men. Jesus cast out the demons into a herd of swine. They plunged over the cliff into the sea. And immediately immediately the, the people ran the herdsmen they ran to the city to tell what had happened the whole city united but not in a good way they came together and they said who does this man think he is stirring up all this they ran Jesus off they said I don't want anything to do with this It's almost like they cared more about the pigs than the people of their town. They cared more about the pigs than they did the people. Here was two people that was just set free, delivered, demons cast out. Jesus set them free. But they were so focused on the the quote-unquote trouble. I want to ask you, what are we, what is our reaction going to be? What is your reaction going to be? I started not to even get up here because I was like, man, I just want to flow in this. But I looked around and I saw people and you were, you were wondering, it's almost like you were wondering, man, how am I supposed to react? How am I supposed to respond? No condemnation. Some people didn't know how to react and how to respond and just got up and left. No condemnation. I know this is different. It's different to me. I've been raised in Pentecost my whole life. I was raised in a church of God, Pentecostal church. But when the glory of the Lord manifests, hallelujah. God, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. The last thing I want to do is say, go away, Jesus. We've got our own plans. So many times I think that we get to a point to where where we don't want to have to put up with the inconveniences, quote unquote, inconveniences of revival. But oh, the joy of His presence.
Oh, Lord. I've seen testimonies and I've heard testimonies of the past couple of weeks. The demonically oppressed set free. Here. Healings. Deliverances. We're seeing a harvest of souls like we've never seen before. Church, if you don't think we're in revival, open your eyes. The question is not, are we in revival? The question is, how are you going to react to the revival that is already here? Because you turn the page to chapter 9. In one town, Jesus was rejected. But in the very next town over, in this tale of two cities, you had people with such faith that when Jesus came into the house and he began to teach, they had such faith. They said, if I could just get, if I could just get my friend to Jesus, if I could just get him to Jesus. Church, we're dealing with a city, we're dealing with a town, we're dealing with a world full of people who are oppressed. People who are paralyzed in their faith. And I'm just hoping that when I'm looking across this congregation, I'm seeing a, seeing a people here at Forward Church like these friends. That don't know matter what it takes. If they have to pick them up, if they have to lift them up, if they have to carry them, if they have to tear through the roof. Whatever it takes, I'm going to get my family to Jesus. I'm going to get my friend to Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Jesus saw their faith. He didn't say, oh, what? He didn't look at the paralytic and say, oh, how awesome is your faith? He looked at, he looked at the friends. He said, oh, when he saw their faith, he told the paralytic, he said, son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. And then even in a good city, there's a few, amen. There's a few religious people. See, the question is not whether or not revival is here. The question is, or not you're going to experience it some are going to receive it some are going to miss it and the reason why some are going to miss it is because they're going to take too much time criticizing it God sent us revival and he sends revival and then we give him a list of concerns about the revival that he sent This ain't what it's supposed to look like. This ain't what it's supposed to sound like, God. This ain't, this ain't the people. This ain't... Revival's breaking out. It's happening in our church. It's happening in our small groups. It's happening in homes. Really? God moves in homes. 
chapter 9, this man was healed in a home. He wasn't in a synagogue. He wasn't in a temple. He was in a house. Revival's coming to your house. Revival's coming to your family. Whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, come, come, Lord Jesus. Jesus healed the man. He 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 noticed. He sensed the criticism. He 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 discerned the critics in the room. He called him out. He said, you think it's a big deal what I'm saying? He said, but so that you know, the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. He looked at the paralytic. He said, arise. Pick up your mat. Go home. Because revival was never meant to stay there. But it was meant to go outside. It was meant to go into the streets, into the marketplace, into the schools. And I love their reaction. I love the reaction of that city. Can you put up verse 8? I believe Matthew chapter 9 verse 8. Now when the multitudes saw this, when they witnessed it, they didn't push Jesus away. They didn't say, get out of here. We don't want nothing. They didn't, they didn't say, go on, Jesus. Go on. They marveled. They marveled. They said, wow, God. marveled and they glorified God I will tell you church God's going to get the glory for it all you've got a choice today I don't care what background you come from I don't care if you was raised in church I don't care if, I don't care where you were at last night I don't care if you're in the worst circumstances of your entire life. Jesus is in this place today. And you've got two choices. You can say, I don't want nothing to do with you, Jesus. Or you can do whatever it takes. If you have to crawl, if you have to tear through a roof, whatever it takes. Getting to Jesus. I'm getting to Jesus. God, I'm gonna get in your presence because it's in your presence, God. God, where my bondages are broken, God, it's in your presence, God. It's in the name of Jesus, God, that my soul is on is no other name by which we are saved other than the name of Jesus. 
It's at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. It's at the name of Jesus that blinded eyes are opened. It's at the name of Jesus that marriages are restored. It's at the name of Jesus that you are healed and delivered and set free. It's in the name of Jesus that, that, that when Jesus enters the room, everything changes. Your circumstances begin to change. The atmosphere begins to change. Everything changes when Jesus enters the room. Everything changes. Invite Him into your house. Invite Him into your heart. I don't even know what to do, Lord. Listen, if you need anything today, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. If you need saved, if you need salvation, He alone can save. Jesus alone. Faith by grace. Jesus. If you need salvation, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, whatever it is, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Just want to speak the name of Jesus. Worship team, just get ready. I believe that there is healing in this room. I believe there's freedom in this room. I believe there's deliverance in this room today. I feel this in the name of Jesus. There's some of you, the enemy's got a stronghold of your mind right now. And I'm declaring breakthrough over your mind right now in the name of Jesus. I'm declaring breakthrough over your mind. I'm declaring breakthrough over your thoughts. Some of you come into... Oh, There's somebody under the sound of my voice. You may contemplate suicide. But you walked into the house of God today and you said, God, I'm going to feel you. I'm going to experience you or it's over. There's healing in the house. There's healing in the house. There's deliverance in the house. If you need salvation, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, I don't care what it is. I just want you to gather in these altars with me right now. Just begin to make your way up here. Just press into Him. Press into His presence. Come on, church. Salvation. Breakthrough. Deliverance. If you need God to move in your marriage, if you need God to move, if you've got a prodigal child that's running from God and you just want Him to come home, I believe God... I believe God's bringing sons and daughters home in the name of Jesus. God's bringing sons and daughters home in the name of Jesus. That child that you've got that's running from their calling. The child that you've got that's running from God. He's bringing them home right now. He's bringing them home, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. 
I just want to speak the name of Jesus.